Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com mother. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. And Sarah, what are your Thanksgiving plans? Our Thanksgiving plans are the usual, which is that Jack does the cooking. It is the one day of the year that he is guaranteed to cook. And I love that. Wow. Do you help at all? Or is he like, is he all soup to nuts or, you know, as <laughs> gravy to cranberry to turkey? He's, he's soup to nuts. Ha ha ha. No, um, the, um, yes, no, he, well, see, he likes, you specifically mentioned cranberry sauce. He likes homemade cranberry sauce. I am a fan of ocean spray out of the can. Oh. So, um, no, I pretty much let him handle it utterly and completely. So how okay. about, how about you? Are you cooking this well, year? So wait, so, oh. so is your, so your quote unquote contribution is going to the store and picking up a can of ocean spray? My contribution is I, I'm there. That's enough, oh. isn't it? Because as the, <laughs> as the kids have never let me forget, do you remember that, uh, two years ago we went to, I went to Atlanta on Thanksgiving. Like I left oh, for the, I did too. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just don't make it sound like you were like the only, yeah, right, you know. Right. But didn't you, I think you left late enough so you could, you might, I don't remember, but I, I left it, I don't know, 5.30 in the morning or something on Thanksgiving morning. Thankfully though, we were going to Atlanta for a Zuma women's half marathon that they no longer have in Atlanta. But, um, so I was able, and my brother lives in Atlanta. So I was able to dine with him and his, um, at the time his fiance. So, um, that was ended up being a lovely experience, but, um, one that my That's, kids were a little scarred by, I think. Yeah. They hold that wishbone over your head all the time now. Like <laughs> mom, that one time that you weren't here for Thanksgiving, it really sucked. Yeah. Well, so this, this year they said, mom, you're always either gone or sick on Thanksgiving. I was like, what? And so then I was like, oh yeah, 2011. I was in Atlanta, 2012. I was sick with a fever. So, you know, from their um, memory perspective, I am always sick or gone. On yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do, oh, we're going over to my sister Sarah's house. Oh. The other Sarah with an H. Mm-hmm. Um, we call her Sassy around these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, she so she is kind of heading it up, but but it's a group it's a group effort. You know, I have two sisters, so um, typically the host, which mm-hmm. is. Um, does the turkey mm-hmm. and I have hosted before, but I, uh, I don't know if I should admit this because I'm going to sound like a total loser, but I've never cooked a turkey ever, You've ne- ever, ever. Wow. I got to say, I got that one right out of the way, right out of the box. I graduated from college and in May or yeah, May. And then that very next Thanksgiving, I hosted Thanksgiving at my tiny, I think my 550 square foot apartment in San Francisco, for a good friend who is going to college in the Bay Area and my um, then fiance's, you know, now ex-husband uh, and my friend's boyfriend. So, Oh, wow. You were really a go-getter in the kitchen. Yeah. I just have no, well, I, so, so funny because at a party, someone came up to me and she was like, 
I can't believe you never ate a turkey sandwich till college. I'm like, oh, I let that spill on the podcast, huh? And now I'm letting this spill. I mean, this turkey just isn't in, yeah, my, right. in my blood. You know right. what I'm saying? So. I'll, I'll take a dimity and turkey facts for 200, Alex. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is the... Uh, Talking turkey. Talk. Talking turkey with them. But, um, but what's the one... Oh, the Daily Double. This is the Daily Double. Okay, so Sarah, this is the Daily Double for Dimity, talking turkey with Dimity. Uh Does she like white meat or dark meat? And because it's a Daily Double, does she like it with gravy? Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm just going to have to go dark meat because that's not the most people's preferred. And so you're only asking me because that's of interest. Um, How about dark meat, no gravy? Oh, have we not spent like 17,000 hours together on the road? Um, white, no gravy. You got the no gravy. I'm not a gravy girl. I'm just not a Thanksgiving girl. Let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. I like, I do like white turkey meat now. But um, I mean, I love the spirit behind Thanksgiving and I love that it's a holiday that you aren't expected to do anything but eat <laughs> and enjoy <laughs> each other's company. There are no gifts required. There's no um, you know, kind of hokey sentiment or something behind it. It's just mm-hmm. a day of just being grateful to be alive. And, and I love that part of it. But um, I mean, you know, if it was, if we had chili or um, pizza or hamburgers, like I really wouldn't care. Like it's not, the meal is not what does it for me. It's the, it's the everything around the meal. See, I got to say, so I adore the food that is involved with Thanksgiving. I love white meat with gravy. I could live in a like house made of mashed potatoes. I love them so much. And I do love all those, but I am not, if it was up to me to cook a big Thanksgiving dinner, it wouldn't happen in our house. I just, I don't know. That seems like a whole lot of work for our family. I mean, we can plow through Thanksgiving dinner, just the five of us in, I don't know, 12 minutes, 13 minutes. I think that's, and I think that's probably the American average. Honestly. I mean, I've seen stories about that where you spend I mean, the, 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 the work to eating ratio is like, you know, six hours for, you know, 15 hours of eating or 15 minutes of eating. I mean, it is very, it's a very thankless task (laughs) and a very thankful day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in keeping with that thankful, grateful theme, let's talk about what we give thanks for as a runner, Dimity. Oh, you know, what brings out the, it's my badass glutes. That's the first thing that comes to mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I was just, I was just, um, I was just emailing with a friend and, um, and, and we were talking body parts and I was like, Oh my God, my buns still wiggled at like the peak of my Ironman training. Those things still flapped in the wind. Like Uh, they will never be the, you know, the the, buns of steel. Sweet. Oh, I'll slap them. I've read that before. (laughs) That was a good one. Um, but uh, yeah, they'll never be the sleek, powerful machines that they are in my dreams. But okay. that's okay. Well, they certainly look in your in your running pictures. It certainly looked like they were. So and your cycling pictures. I was just looking at a picture of uh, you just, cycling. Yeah, you were just checking out my ass. I was. I was just checking out your ass, Dimity. I was uh, actually just checking out your Iron Mother blog post. They were so awesome. It was fun to relive it, and I I don't know. I just felt proud of you all over again. So that was oh. a little little side note. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I'm grateful that you like my ass, but what what are you truly, (laughs) truly grateful for, Sarah? (laughs) I am grateful that I live in a place where I can run year round outdoors. And I know some people don't like rain, but I just think it is a delightful running environment here in Portland, Oregon. So I'm very grateful for that. Having gone to school in a place in upstate New York where it was, you know, frozen eyelash city, so, or village. 
That's nice. That's yeah. a good one. That, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, I have another one. Can, can yeah, I go yeah, to? Go ahead. So yeah. I have, I am grateful that my main running partner, Molly, lives six blocks, six short blocks away from me. Not long blocks, but short ones. Well, because, you know, uh, east-west blocks are short and north-south ones are long. And she lives six blocks west of me. Very nice. That, that's not universal, right? That's just Portland, right? Oh, right. I don't think there's a law, a law of, of nature that means that. Yeah, no. Well, let's well, think about that. Well, that's what it was in New York, too. I was just about to oh, say. Oh, no, the east-west blocks in New York were, are much were longer. longer. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Okay. All right. Well, here's one from me. Um, I am so, I just always feel so alive. I mean, that is the most, running is the time I feel most alive. I just feel so vibrant and like I could make a change and like all is good. I mean, there is just... There's nothing about running. Yes, it's hard. And yes, I often want to quit, but there, but it always puts me in this place, like this can-do, positive, I'm ready to kick some ass mentality. And, and I love it. And it gets me there without fail, whether I go, you know, three miles or 13.1 miles. You, you talked about Molly, and um, and I just want to zoom out and just be like, I am so thankful for the community that running brings to us. I mean, that was brought to us in a very troubling way um, around the Boston Marathon, but I still remember how quickly and how solidly the runners, all of us, just rallied, you know, mm -hmm. and we were like, no, you may not disturb the peace at our beloved sport, and you may not hurt any one of us, and I think that that attitude goes from whether you're running a local 5K up to, you know, the biggest marathons. And of course, it it lives very much at the community of another mother runner where I just feel like we have each other's backs, whether, you know, whether you're injured or not having a great race or you're ripping it up, you know, it's just always um, so supportive. And I just, I'm so grateful for that because that carries me a lot more than I think people would realize. I mean, I don't want to go so many times and I'm like, oh, but Sarah would go or Julie would go or, you know, Michelle would go and I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. well, that's, a, that's a beautiful sentiment. The sentiment and I echo that as well. going to take a break before we bring on our guest. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook we suggest you consider for a little distraction during the busy holiday times is Bridget Jones' Mad About the Boy, the third installment of the Bridget Jones series by Helen Fielding. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Thanks, and back to our show. So our guest today is here in the studio with me. I'm very delighted to have Amy Little here. She's the mother of two. She's a triathlete. She is a founder of Cause and Event, a 5K and 10K race here in Portland that's quite unique. And she plans to bring the race to other locales. And in addition, I should mention that Amy is a breast cancer survivor. So thanks for joining us today, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, and this is the week leading up to your race. So you got a few things going on this week. Oh, you know, just a couple things on my list. You know, <laughs> nothing too crazy. 
So describe to us the way cause and event works, because it's definitely not your typical race. And uh, I want to say that we love the tagline of every race has a cause. No race has every cause until now. Well, that kind of sums it up. Uh, What we do is different than any other race in that our runners can choose whatever charity that they want to donate a portion of their registration fees to. And then at the end of the event and the week after, I basically go through and I'm this year I'm writing 62 different checks for over $13,000. Wow. So, yeah. Well, so how, so how does it work exactly? I mean, I, I was on your website and I saw that it's a, is it a $20 entry fee? Yes. Yeah, so we one of the things we want to do no matter where we have this event is keeping it kind of affordable, local, small, and fun. So the $20 fee, we give $10 of that to the charity of the choice of the runner. Um, eventually, we'll be 100% sponsored. This is only our second year in operation. And our ultimate goal is to be fully sponsored so that full registration fee someday will go to the charity of the runner's choice. And they just enter enter this information into a little database for us. And then um, we go ahead and we just put that into the registration. And then the runner just basically from a drop down menu picks their cause and it goes into the system for us. How many causes can they choose from? Well, it just depends on how many causes our runners choose. So we had, I think, 70 different choices this year. And 62 of them ended up with at least one runner. In fact, I don't even I think every cause has at least four or five runners running for them. Hmm. Yeah. All right. How do you pick the the organizations? So really, again, it's all driven by the runner. So um, it's whatever the runner chooses. And we kind of have a a gold star standard. Um, GuideStar is uh, basically a nonprofit registration database. And so as long as the cause is registered with GuideStar, uh, we will accept them into our event. And they have to just be a legitimate 501c3 nonprofit organization. So we have a huge variety of, I mean, everything from, you know, National American Red Cross to um, the local Shriners Hospital in Portland has a team, um, lots of, just a huge variety. So that really every race has a cause and no race has every cause. Hmm. Sure, sure. And are there standouts, kind of, you know, the top three most popular ones or? Yeah, this year I have a team of 84 runners running for uh, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society in Oregon. Um, They're Angels MS Warriors and their team captain actually lives daily with MS and owns her own uh, Fit Body Boot Camp business and um, manages her symptoms through diet and exercise. And she's also a pretty incredible mother runner. So that's one team that stands out. They, This is their second year. They tripled their participation wow. from last year. So um, they're great. And then the Shriners, the, um, their team name is Purple Shiners for Shriners. <laughs> Which is a mouthful. <laughs> Which is a, I know. Say that 10 times fast. Um, and uh, the great thing about uh, their team, she literally found out about us from another organization and in two weeks time had a team of over 50 runners and runners can also collect additional pledges through Mm -hmm. our program so all told between her donations through registration and the fundraising that they did they raised over fifteen hundred dollars for the portland shriners hospital in about two weeks Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's and we, we should say there's 653 runners total or how many? Yeah, 650 runners local, yes. And then we had this year a new option. So we have a virtual race. Mm. So I have runners in New York and Florida and Texas, and they're also running for their cause. They get to, of course, choose a time. And I know some people are probably going to do it on the treadmill because it's inside and warm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not out in the snow. Um, but then there's a social media piece of it so they can post who they ran for, what their time was 
was, wow. and pictures of them in their bib. And that's really going to help us down the road sort of identify the communities that will um, start our, you know, our cause and event. You know, we, we like to joke cause and event Maui will be next on the list. But. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, so this is um, veering a little bit off, but I'm just curious. So so are you the, the sole race director of this um, little puppy? So I am the I'm the official race director. However, I have a committee of 13 different people, uh, and and many of them have stepped up both years to really take on a significant amount. My best running friend, uh, Cindy Pelto, um, has taken on a gigantic role. I kind of joke and tell her she's my co-race director, and and really that's the truth. But yeah, and and most everyone aside from my husband and my daughter were all mother runners involved in this event. Nice. nice. So was it was it. More work than you anticipated, less work? I mean, just talk about, because we do have um, questions a lot. on. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. Our Facebook page about, you know, how to get a race started or, you know, I want to do something for my school. I'm thinking about a 5K. I mean, tell us, was it? Tell us about it. It's it definitely takes a lot of organization, and it's not something that one person can realistically do. Um, so, and it is a ton of work. But when it's something that you you love to do, it's completely worth it. Um, I would say having a ton of help makes a big difference. Last year, we really only had a committee of I think five or six people total. And um, this year we doubled our committee. We doubled everything this year, pretty much. Nice. Double <laughs> so down. Double down. So um, so having 
um, lots of help is, is really key. If you try to do it by yourself, you're going to kind of pull your hair out. And it is, and I'm not going to lie, it's a ton of work. But again, if it's something that you're passionate about, and for us just to be able to help so many different causes and to support so many different people who are running for something that's important to them, it makes some of the stresses, you know, com- it makes all of it worthwhile in the end. And Quite frankly, I liken it to childbirth and being pregnant, and it takes about 10 months to sort of incubate this baby. (laughs) And then the last couple weeks, you're miserable and ready to be done, and then you can't wait to see it all kind of come together. So we're kind of at that point where um, we're ready to see the the event and our runners and celebrate and just have a really good time. So, Well, and so it's interesting that you – I mean, because – um, I love the idea of like the runner picking the charity. Um, but I mean, let's face it, you know, you have to write, what do you say? 64 checks. Yeah. 62 uh-huh. this year. Yep. <laughs> 62. I'm sorry. And, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's going to wear out your hand, you know I mean? And so why, why do it the way that you chose to do it versus just picking one charity, like, a you know, American Cancer Society or a Coleman Foundation or something like that? You know, I don't have an immediate answer for that other than just sort of divine intervention in terms of just thinking, you know, I, there's so many different causes that are important to me personally. And I, you know, every race I run, there's always, you know, you know, this cause or that cause. And I just was thinking it would be so great to just have choices and to be able to say, I want to run for this cause, which isn't to say that you can't create your own fundraising page. There's tons of, um, different opportunities for, you know, a runner to collect pledges and run any race that they want, but that race still has their own charity. So I just thought, you know, what a great way to bring nonprofits together and bring runners together and just have this big, fun sort of community event and really celebrate and help. And especially just knowing there's so many nonprofits out there, small, little, I mean, the little guys, and for them to come up with an event of this magnitude to be able to raise the kind of funds that they can raise is almost impossible. So that was another sort of piece of the motivation behind just doing this. And and eventually we will get to the point where it's too big and I won't be able to write all those checks by hand. Um, but I'm going to do it as long as my little crampy hand can handle <laughs> writing them out. I, think, I mean, I think it's really cool because then you do get to pick that cause. I mean, it, there was one race here. Um, I think it was in Boulder. And I think it was Try for a Cause. Uh, a similar idea to yours, but it only had – um, like four or five different charities choices, which I like the choice. And, 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 you know, there were a couple that were definitely very close to my heart and that made me more, um, more interested in doing the race. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think that that, that probably brings in more runners cause they can say, Hey, I can raise some money for the main society or for the disease that my mom died of or whatever. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly kind of the way it all played out last year and then this year as well. I mean, it's the stories that we have from each and every runner that's running in the cause that they pick. It's just, and I I get emails and, um, you know, and it just in even in those moments where I think, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Because I do have them. <laughs> good, good to hear. I honestly, but then I get an email from somebody telling me, "Thank you so much for this. I'm so excited. My mom died of breast cancer, and I'm happy to support the cause that I'm running for." And and it just then it makes it worthwhile, and it it reminds me of why we set out on this journey um, almost two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So could you tell us a little bit about your your backstory on that? Yeah. So, well, and it's, I'll kind of make it quick, but my, uh, my father was a runner 
Um, I remember he had uh, every Bloomsday shirt from mm. I grew up in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> and Bloomsday is one of the largest mm-hmm. races in the country. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I, I even ran it um, when I was in uh, junior high. It was extra credit for PE. Nice. So <laughs> I remember running it. But um, And so he was a runner and um, passed away very unexpectedly a few, a couple summers ago. And um, and I had to go home for another um, memorial service. And I hadn't been home since he had passed away. And um, and there was just something that resonated at that time. Um, both my father and this gentleman who passed away were very generous people. You know, they both participated in Habitat for Humanity and Search and Rescue and American Red Cross. And they both of them had many different um, causes that were important to them. And I've sort of always had an on-again, off-again relationship with running. And so was in the on-again stage. And it just kind of hit me on the plane ride home. I said, you know, I really want to create an event where you know, we're, we're letting runners choose because it fit with, you know, making sure that, you know, somebody could support the cause that they wanted to and doing something healthful. And that's essentially why, um, why we had lost my dad as he had not taken care of himself and he had not put his health as a priority. So to me, putting those two things together, you know, being healthy and taking care of yourself and supporting something important to you seemed to make really good sense. And I literally, uh, sketched out the entire event on a, on a file folder. I still have it. And, We've been true to everything we said we were going to do, so it's kind nice. of exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, love that. I should also what say it's it? a very short flight back from Spokane to yeah. Portland. So you did a lot. You got did a, a lot of work. <laughs> you did it. It's like less than an hour flight. I mean, well, yeah, and I was on Southwest. There was no free booze, so I just had to do something <laughs> with my time. And you wouldn't have the, you know, the the brainstorming that comes with sometimes a sip or two of alcohol. And you're like, oh, this right. is brilliant. And yeah. You back, you're like, wait a second, maybe not. Maybe not so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so you did have some. I don't know if this this went on your file folder or not, but um, I love that you have childcare at the race. So that's, I want you to talk about that. And then I also, the other um, aspect of the race that I think is really nice, and I realize it's probably to keep costs low, but you can choose to buy a t-shirt, choose to buy a medal and choose to buy a mug. And, um, and so can you talk about kind of why, why you're making it so runner friendly? Well, you know, it's one our priority is our runners. We have a race experience coordinator. There's not a lot of events that do that. So we wow. have somebody that volunteers to just make sure. And the reason why is again, we just we want the event to be fun and we want runners to come back. We want them to tell our their friends about it. And so we were looking at, and all of us, again, were mother runners. We were thinking, okay, and I know in your books you have the, you know, your ideal aid station. So we kind of said, all right, so, you know, what's our ideal race? What would we have there? And so childcare was top of the list. And we happened to just pick an event, a venue where there was, I mean, a block away from the starting line as a childcare provider. And she's been amazing to work with. So that was, you know, the top of the list. And then the other thing was, I mean, how many race shirts do we have mm-hmm. that are stuffed, you know, in a drawer that we end up donating or my daughter wears for night shirts or, <laughs> you know, so we thought it would be really nice um, to let the runner decide if they, you know, wanted to purchase the shirt. And and the funny thing is, so last year we we put everyone's name on the shirt. So all of our sponsors, our runners, our volunteers, our causes, our team names, everything went on the shirt. Wow, that's a oh lot. My gosh. <laughs> it's no. a, the shirt's as big as a quilt. <laughs> it's, it's really small font. <laughs> the extra large as you could read. <laughs> um, anyway, so we did that last year, and then um, and then we decided to do that again this year. So there's a big heart in the back of the shirt that has everybody's names, but then you can you you can purchase it if you want to, and um, probably about half of our runners will. And again, it's just then it's not it's not wasteful. It's not 
that's something you're just going to throw away. Mm-hmm. And that was something all of us runners said. It's nice to be able to, you know, decide if you want it. And then, and the same thing with the metal. I mean, in our metals, I should have brought one. I mean, they're beefy. Like, I mean, you could, you could use it as a coaster. It's like really solid. <laughs> um, they're, they're great. And so we figured, you know, sometimes 5Ks and 10Ks, you don't always get a medal. But if you want one and, you know, to show off your bling, mm-hmm. you might as well, you know, so we made that available too. So, again, yeah. we're all runners and really wanted to think about what a runner would want at an event and made that a priority. And I gotta say, D- Dimity, might, you might be a little envious, but they brought me a mug. So, oh, and it's, nice! It's like I saw the, that. It's the perfect shape. It's like just lovely. I'm gonna warm my cold mitts on it, you know, with my <laughs> insomnia uh, house chai. Um, it's, it's a, so. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Well, and so, how many kids did you have in childcare last year? I'm just curious. Was it a popular feature? You know, it was. We had uh, about 300 runners last year, and I want us. I think we had about 12 kiddos in the childcare last year, and most of most of the kids that were in child care were our race committee members because <laughs> like, they're Cindy's you're open daughter at, you're open at 6 a.m right because we're bringing our kids <laughs> and so anyway so um yeah so but this year I think um I think we're gonna have two dozen or more kids and and I've been getting emails from you know my mom runner saying this is so great can you resend the link and and it's just and so and it'll grow as our event grows you know the popular sure. but then uh, we do allow strollers in our event oh, wow. um, nice. so a lot of moms just said you know I'll just throw them in the you know in the double bob or whatever and go for it and we're we're letting our runners line up according to pace time because I don't know about you but I have seen some pretty fast moms pushing a bob mm-hmm. and usually they make them line up at the back <laughs> and that's just not cool if you're really fast <laughs> you want to be dodging people so sure sure that's awesome so so it's sometimes i think on our community sometimes people can feel a little selfish when they go running you know that they're taking time away from the family or they're you know spending the family's resources on gear and on race entry fees and things like that so kind of Talk to us about the importance of giving back because maybe it's a way of kind of setting offsetting this this and making running seem a little more selfless. Well, I think that's just kind of the center of it all is that, you know, this this event and we do have prizes for top finishers, but the race itself isn't about, you know, setting a PR or coming in first or, you know, bragging rights or anything. It's really just about creating an event and it is a very family oriented event. So, you know, bring the family down and we have know soup to eat and Mm. beer to drink and (laughs) and then the and again and you're not running for anything other than a cause that's important to you Mm -hmm. and um and I think that's the center of it all and why it makes it so much easier for people to to give up part of their Saturday morning because they they can bring their family and what are you Amy since we were talking earlier about being grateful and thankful about things as a runner what are you grateful for I'm I'm just I'm thankful for, you know, legs and feet that work and I'm just thankful for this beautiful community and, and I'm thankful for what running has brought to my life. It's brought, you know, the best friend that I have in Cindy and it's brought this amazing opportunity for me to host this event and to see it grow and support charities and um, and it's brought my health. It's brought, um, you know, it's just so many wonderful blessings to my life. Sanity, um, <laughs> clarity, <laughs> the list goes blessing. on. But yeah, I'm, and I'm, and those are all the things I'm grateful for. And it's, and running has really done a lot for me. That's awesome. I love that. That's brought a lot of blessings, like, um, let's say just sanity. Sanity. <laughs> that's, like, that's not a blessing. That is a, you know, a vital symptom, a vital, a vital sign, a vital sign. A necessity. Yeah. yeah. Necessity, bliss. Exactly. Total bliss. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, great. Well, thank you for coming in, Amy. It's always fun talking with you and great success to you on Saturday. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure for me to be here and an honor, and I appreciate the opportunity. So, Sarah, I think I need a couple more things about what you're thankful for. I mean, I know you're thankful because I know you, like I've said before, maybe even on the podcast, I think in your next life, you're going to be a food writer because you are just very, very into um, flavors and how things are made and and that kind of thing. And so I know that running allows you to, you know, to, to eat. Consume, Is that what you're trying to say? You <laughs> literally, no, I, of course, you know, I don't want to say you, you run, you get to eat because you run, but you know, yeah, it gets gets me to, uh, you know, definitely like I uh, got to eat um, dine out recently with another running friend of mine, Ellison, and we go to this Italian place that's actually a nice five minute walk from my house. And boy, we had such a good dessert there the other time. It was a um, butterscotch budino, and oh my goodness, it was so delightful. So and that plus the you know two glasses of Orvieto I had and some pasta, it definitely was. <laughs> fueling quite a few runs so yes exactly <laughs> you were half marathon ready after that run right? yeah no but I mean I think you know you said it before that running you just feel so alive when you're running and that is definitely I feel I think I even wrote this in the book or somewhere that I just feel so I'm so aware of the fact that I have a body and that it's functioning for me and I am so grateful for the fact that it works for me and carries me through and that I am able to be have use of my legs and and um, I started running Pretty much I became dedicated to running in my freshman year of college, particularly um, in January. And there's a little bit of a long story, but the, you know Colgate has a January plan or did back then. And so my grandmother had had a stroke um, actually a few days before Thanksgiving. And so she was, you know, in a hospital bed for, for months. She she hung on for a while. And um, so she ended up passing away in early January of my freshman year. And so I just remember I would do Colgate at the time. Maybe they still don't, but they did not have an indoor track. And so I would run laps around the ice rink underneath the bleachers. And wow. it was just cold, cold, cold. And talk about boring. Oh, my goodness. But I just would tell myself, this was, I guess, before grandma died, I would, and she was the only grandmother I had. All the rest had died before I was born because my mother had me when she was almost 40. And I just told myself, you know what? Grandma doesn't have this option. She cannot get out of bed and, you know, walk, let alone run. So I'm going to do my running for grandma. So... I, I sort of feel like my running is based on a, a form of gratitude. So that's awesome. So, um, so let's let's end with there. But uh, you can find more of us on our Facebook page, which is Run Like a Mother the Book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at the Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, and they're available on Amazon as well as on our site as well as our new uh, running pendants, five of them. Oh, my goodness. Go check them out on anothermotherrunner.com. And You'll be thankful you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, uh, whatever you are grateful for, uh, many happy miles to you. Happy miles to you.